Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. This is your episode for January 23rd, 2021. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, joined by the Apex legend, Jack Martin. Hello, Christian. Good to be here this week. Um, it is a, a month very, very good for the MCU and very not so good for Marvel's Avengers, but it is a uh, rebirth for Marvel, I would say. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I found this last week, and I did the same exact thing again today, where we record on Fridays, right? Um, I wake up, I make my coffee, I get comfy, I watch WandaVision, and then I'm like, hey, I got some time, let me just queue into Avengers and play some Avengers. So, in a way, (laughs) WandaVision's (laughs) helping my enjoyment of Avengers, too, because I just want to be in that Marvel world, and this is my answer for that, so... Yeah, that's that, that's a good call. Like Fridays can be our uh, Marvel day. Yeah, it's it's a very nice way to spend my mornings, and it gets me in a good mood by the time we record this year's show. So, um, totally. Uh, we will go through, of course, our thoughts on this week's episode of WandaVision in the back end of the show. But we have a lot of Marvel's Avengers stuff to talk about this week. Um, not really anything in the in the realm of dates but uh some interesting information um about you know how things have been going with crystal dynamics and specifically recapping last week's dev stream and the absence of one this week we will get to that of course but we're going to kick the show off the way we normally do with fury's report running through this week's war table blog if you want to run any of the priority missions for the week the low power level mission is in honor's name Uh, i cannot tell you what mission that was (laughs) um same the high power level however is private eye which is i think the final mission of kate's operation where you go through the portal and you meet up with hawkeye in the past i think that's that one. Ooh, is this the one with the terrible frame rates yeah, yes i'm i might have to check this out on my ps5 to see Ooh, yeah what the deal is now because of course uh ps5 has uh a very good increase in terms of performance mm-hmm. uh, for Marvel's Avengers. So I might, I'm going to look it up right now and I, I might just, um, you know, leave it off to the side for after this episode so I can just see how it goes. Yeah, it's a good call. And honestly, I, frame rate aside, I did like that mission. So it's, it's a nice one oh, to yeah. replay, I think, because just seeing the whole conclusion of Kate's arc is, it was fun. But yeah, it was, I think, the most different of pretty much any of the missions we've seen so far. So I think it excelled at that. So I definitely mm-hmm. want to check that back out. For sure, for sure. Um, if you want to do a harm room this week, the priority one will net you Invincible Iron Man number one from 2004. Uh, so you can do that. I did that this morning as well. Um, if you want, wow, I am a fool. I realized I played the low power level mission this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was it? Um, it was... It was the Pacific Northwest. It, oh, it's the um. This is that room where you gotta hack the stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, that one, Christian. The room where you gotta yeah. hack the stuff. I, I know I exactly think, what you're talking about. I think it's one of the um, the like and we're back shield type runs in the Pacific Northwest. You know, like after oh. the main campaign, the first post game quest. I think it's one of those missions. Gotcha. So <laughs> I did that with Kate. <laughs> uh. 
speaking of Kate, though, there was a new Marketplace update, of course. Uh, one thing stood out to me. We got a comic book skin for Kate Bishop that I might yes. go in on. This? Are you talking about the um, Kate Bishop, like, Young Avenger one? Yes, like it's that. an... It's an exotic skin. It's a gold. It is fourteen hundred credits or fifteen bucks. I'm still sitting on like thirty eight hundred right now from the base game. Mm. Um, I'm thinking about it. It looks nice. I like how it looks. It's got like the the um, the coattails in the back. She's got a scarf on. Got some sunglasses. Hair's down. It's a pretty good looking looking skin, if I say so. Yeah, it is. It's definitely Kate Bishop. It has like the sort of purple aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like how it's in line with that. I don't think it. Per- um, particularly sticks out to me but i do prefer this over some of the other ones that have been featured Mm -hmm. um there's also an iron man one which i'm looking at right now what's up with it? it's like it's it looks copper it's like a one-tone iron man skin Mm -hmm. um it's sort of like the skinnier version of the iron man um i'm not the biggest fan it's not very um you know complex or anything it's 1400 which I think is, is a little too much for this one. Um, yeah. But there that is. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, if, if you're still sitting on credits and you uh, they're burning a hole in your pocket, go go for this, I guess. Uh, but I, I did want to highlight the Kate one because I specifically I'm familiar with this look for her from the Young Avengers stuff, like with her scarf. So I thought that was neat that they're doing that. Um, and I know we've gotten, like, allusions toward Planet Hulk hulk we got like gladiator hulk um and unworthy thor as well so it's nice that they're rolling out like at least one or two iconic comic book versions of skins um obviously we'd like to see that as at a faster rate but um we did get a little bit of insight into the next few months of marvel's avengers because last week there was a Play With The Devs stream, and apparently, I'll clarify in this, last week there was a confusion of, like, is this the first one of the new year? I don't think it was, but for some reason, like, PR or whatever got this specific one in front of me, right? Like, through their Twitter accounts, through the subreddit, people were saying, like, hey, uh, Dev Play With The Devs stream today in, like, an hour, so it, it definitely seemed like they were making a bigger deal out of this one. And I while there wasn't a lot of confirmation of things, there were, were some comments that I found very interesting from the team over at Crystal. And I pulled five of the highlights, if you want to run through these with me, Jack. Yeah, sure. Let's hear it. So we'll touch on skins because we were just talking the marketplace. Um, one of the biggest pieces of info... Uh, that I was interested in. It ha- it piqued my interest. They said that MCU skins are, and I quote, strongly, strongly, strongly being looked into. <laughs> so good news. Yeah. So what's your read on that then? Do you, like, do you think there's a world where MCU skins don't come to this game? Uh, no, I don't think that world exists at all. Yeah. Um, I think anything we're about to talk to from this dev stream is stuff we have either speculated on or sort of expected mm-hmm. to appear in this game. Um, and this is one of those things. Like, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics are in a really bad position with this game. Uh, I say that because it didn't meet their sales expectations, and they basically have to <laughs> try to meet those 
initial expectations with DLC right now and get people back into the game. So mm-hmm. it's they're in a bad position right now. And I think having a whole like dearth of MCU skins for a bunch of these characters is one of those draws, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can say, hey, a lot of the issues some people had with this game, which I think were somewhat unwarranted, were oh, these are these aren't the MCU characters I know and like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, these skins aren't what I'm familiar with. For them to come out and be like, here are the skins that people are familiar with for the past decade or so, that's a way to draw people into this game, particularly new people, I think. For sure. I, I think that's a very good point. Um, but, like, I already know. I can, like, see the YouTube videos also. It's like, they're going to make us pay for the good-looking characters. Like... <laughs> Like, obviously, yeah. that's going to be what happens. Um, do you think that when this happens, what, do you think it'll be like a... How do you think they monetize that? Do you think it's going to be like a week by week? Oh, uh, Thor Ragnarok Thor is in the shop this week. Um, Iron Man 3 suit is in the shop this week. Or do you think it would be along the lines of a... I don't want to slap a price on this, but in my head, I think like for the core characters for everyone in the game at this point 40 bucks you get the skins for everyone like what what mm. what avenue do you think they go a new challenge cards maybe i don't know yeah that's that's a good question there's a there's a different there's a whole bunch of ways i think they could roll this out um i think maybe a good play is to do like here's phase one mm-hmm. um mcu characters for those that apply of course there's some characters in this game that weren't in phase one um and then roll it out from there they could also just be like hey we're we're gonna roll out these skins more organically uh week by week depending on the character right like a lot of people don't like the phase one cap costume um and i know there's a couple but uh i i know a lot of people's opinions on his costume sort of improved as the phases went on yeah so that might just be like for cap this week we have winter soldier skin and for iron man we have i don't know iron patriot if they want to go weird Mm-hmm. Um, something like that yeah I, I can see that for sure i can see a world also where since you mentioned that the mcu characters aren't all in the game right now there's a couple characters that aren't in the mcu yet they're in the game right now i could see a world where because whenever this is done most likely a large percentage of the player base will have maxed out the challenge cards for the og6 I could see a world where, since we're paying for challenge cards for new characters, this is how they're like, hey, pay for an Iron Man challenge card, and at the end you get the Iron Man skin for, oh. like, the MCU or something. Dude, you're speaking my language. Mm-hmm. Because I, I in, in that category where I've already done the challenge cards for everyone, including Kate. Yeah. So I'm ready for some new stuff. Because I want to go back and play as Tony, right? Who mm-hmm. was my main... Um, and I feel like there's no real point right now, uh, since I already have met 150 and all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'd be great. I, I think we've had conversations about that in the past where we were speculating on if they would just release new challenge cards. And I think that'd be a really great idea. And putting the MCU skins behind that is just a really great way to get people to um, to sort of incentivize people to actually look into that. So yeah, right. it's a great idea. Yeah, pl- plus that's basically a full 60 if you get all six character packs additional challenge cards you know and i'm sure that's like what they'd want out of that um from like a recouping costs 
scenario. Um, and I think also you made a good point where it's like people have a certain affinity for certain looks in the MCU over others to the point where each challenge card has about like five skins per character in it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you could pull probably five skins for each MCU OG six Avengers, you know, across all their different versions, like especially Iron Man. Cappy could get a Nomad skin, uh, Winter Soldier, like you said. Like, there's a lot of room where I think dropping a challenge card makes more sense to divvy out these skins than just like a, hey, here's the $50, $40 pack. Here's one skin for every character, you know? Yeah. Now that you say that, I think the challenge card idea is the way to go. Mm-hmm. I'd be and upset I, if they didn't do that now. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy with it as well because I would love a new challenge card for Thor, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm i a sucker for challenge cards in any sort of um, battle pass. I know, like, I'm such a shill, but anytime <laughs> the new the new Apex battle pass comes around, I'm like, all right, let's 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 do this. Let's do mm-hmm. my weeklies. Let's do my dailies. I'm mm-hmm. all about it. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I, and it gets you back in every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of getting back into the game, though, they also mentioned that New Game Plus is currently in QA testing. So mm. I'd assume it's relatively soon. Um, I, I know New Game Plus and replaying the campaign was something that a lot of people wanted. Um, were you one of those people? Um, in a way, I was. I find it bizarre that you just can't go and do that. Mm-hmm. Like I've really never heard of that. Maybe it's the structure of the game itself being sort of like a games as a service in a way mm-hmm. um i don't know if destiny you can replay the campaign can you so so with destiny 2 it was really weird because in destiny 1 you could replay the campaigns and you could just grind it out and that's what a lot of my grind in destiny 1 was but destiny 2 um it was actually very similar to how this works where once you play through the campaign in that world it's like that stuff already happened but if you go to the psychic uh warlock leader of the factions every week she'd have three missions from the campaign that cycle out that like you could replay okay so it it is weird this is in line i think with my experience of destiny 2 so it hasn't shocked me that much um personally i don't know why i would want to replay the campaign unless it's like a solid way for me to carry over that progression and level up the characters again or if we get an increase in level cap i'd run through it again maybe to buff them up more but for me there's no strong incentive i think to replay the campaign right now yeah um i think we both really like the campaign so yeah um i think i think you're looking to get a ps5 right so i think once you do that um i think we might just run through that again just for the performance boost mm-hmm. and at that point i think the game once that drops i'm sure the game will be different than it is in this state so it'll be interesting to sort of go back and see what see what that looks like now mm-hmm. you throw some more trophies on that you get an extra little tab for trophies for the campaign again Ooh. oh man dude we still gotta get that platinum yeah i'm, I'm slowly chipping away at it i'm trying to catch up <laughs> we're close we're close uh-huh. um you know what else is close mm. the cloning lab I believe it when I see it. <laughs> so specifically, uh, they mentioned that the cloning lab is most likely the next thing to drop. The mission itself is ready. The only problem is that because 
normally right now multiplayer is crashing and there's still bugs with matchmaking and multiplayer as a whole is kind of still bungled um that carries over into the cloning lab so as far as everything is concerned the cloning lab is like done the level is fully there it's realized the mechanics are in it's just because multiplayer crashes in the game currently and that's still not fixed that is also carrying over to this multiplayer experience so yeah it's it's sad in a way because i feel like the cloning lab has been ready for months at this point Mm -hmm. since fran mirabella is one of the people that has played it (laughs) so it was functioning back then i'm sure it was buggy as hell but it was at least a a thing you could play in some regard so it's it's sad that the crashes in multiplayer are holding it back um but it is one of those things especially after the release of cyberpunk where it's like in this game to an extent you just can't release things now that are buggy right Mm -hmm. like that it's it's gonna distract from the experience itself and this game we've been saying it for months at this point like you can't really release something for this game that's gonna you know cause more harm to Mm -hmm. to the public reception of this game which is already pretty low at this point um so good on them for holding it back um I mean, it's been so long where if it releases, I don't know if it brings people back in. I think right. it really needs to be tied to something like Black Panther. But I, this is the thing I'm most excited for is mm-hmm. like actual multiplayer content. I agree. It is upsetting because I don't like I have enough people in my friends list that play this game enough that when the cloning lab drops, we can figure out a time and we can run through it. And I don't know if specifically the issues that multiplayer are bringing to the cloning lab are multiplayer as a whole or just match like matchmaking. Um, because if it's just matchmaking, that stings a little extra. Cause like I got, I got squad ready, you know, like, and right. I'll get to this in a bit, but even last weekend I was doing some missions with two other people. So we didn't have a full team, but we were running through some missions and uh, I had no complaints, no issues with uh the connection between each other but um yeah i'm ready for the the cloning lab i really am i'm ready to see some multiplayer content that incentivizes multiplayer content yeah and it seems like it'll be the mo- the most different addition to this game um which is sorely sorely needed mm-hmm. um so i'm 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 excited i <laughs> i mean it goes without saying but i i've missed this game a lot mm-hmm. like there's just no real reason for me to go back in Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm hopeful that this comes out when it's ready, and hopefully that's soon. Agreed. Um, another thing that they mentioned that is most likely a, a ways out, but will work towards incentivizing play, is a rework of gear. Um, one of the people on the PR team on the stream mentioned that there is more functionality, features, uh, incentives coming to gear they mentioned that the team is looking at a lot of what players have been asking for so like more modifications to it um more like diverse buffs and st- like stuff like that that really makes you want to chase gear the way that i personally haven't felt playing this game um they did mention though that it is most likely going to take a while uh they are working on it currently um, I'd assume it's not all hands on deck for that because there are more pressing matters like the multiplayer crashes, the cloning lab, uh, other content that has been delayed. But 
what does that do for you? The idea of a reworked gear system, is that going to be enough, you think, for you to like chase a build or do you need more? Um, It depends, right? Because when it launched and as it stands right now, the gear system is very much random, right? You'll pick up something and maybe it'll have the mod you want. Like maybe it's like pin particles, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have the stats you want. So maybe there will be like more like what you were saying customize customizable gear options mm-hmm. like you can pick up like a pim particle uh, sort of gear and then if you have you could also pick up i don't know points where you can put into precision and uh resolve or something cuz you basically have to just keep picking stuff up until you get what you want it's very right. randomized um i don't know if they'll really let you be that customizable with it because mm-hmm. i know sort of the the whole idea of rng is that it is random but hopefully right. they give you more agency I, that'd be nice so what i would like ghost of Tsushima did this and i, I compare it more to ghost of Tsushima legends than i would with destiny just because of the way the games are like work currently as they are mm-hmm. um in ghost you can use resources from doing uh dailies and weeklies or dismantling other pieces of gear, you can use those resources to re-roll stats and um, like modifications on your specific piece of gear that you like. So oh. say I get a katana in Ghost that allows me to do the moon stance. Like that remains. That's what that katana is. Yeah. But if I get a like 15% fire damage, if I get uh, the ability to add a secondary stance to that blade... Mm-hmm. Those two things I can re-roll with my resources that I've been earning passively and th- from doing other things and just playing the game to get a chance at getting the buffs or debuffs or stat increases that I want for that piece of gear. That is excellent. So you keep yeah. the base, but you can modify the sort of tangential attributes. Basically, yeah. And I would love it. It's basically kind of like a crafting system because you're spending resources to re-roll. So I, I would welcome that in this game, honestly. Yeah, I from from the way you described it, I that system sounds good. Um, mm-hmm. I would prefer that to, to the current one we have, which is there's it's just basically a lot of farming until you get something that you want, mm-hmm. where I like that idea where you have some sort of semblance of control mm-hmm. with your gear. Um, something else I was thinking about where if they would to d- maybe incorporate that just as a base, but with something like a raid, we've been talking about this. I think you mentioned this last week. If they tied gear to a raid mm-hmm. and by the end of it, maybe you go through a few stages, you pick up pieces, or maybe you do the whole raid over and over until you get like a full set of gear. Mm-hmm. And if you were to use that full set, maybe that is tied to a particular skin sure i think that'd be really cool and i know as it stands right now they purposely like don't attach gear to appearance Mm -hmm. but i know that's a really big um like piece of importance to something like a destiny player who like will go through to get like a weapon or like Mm -hmm. um, a skin to like to show off to others Mm -hmm. yeah and I'll throw this in there too because I think this makes sense. The it seems like the capital R raid is going to be the leaked Wakanda one, 
and mm-hmm. I could see a world where the raid has an exclusive gear set that has like a new uh, energy thing like gamma and pin particles where it's like vibranium kinetic energy kind of like black panther yeah and if you get that full set from replaying the raid maybe you get like a a vibranium suit skin for whichever character you have the full set for like i think if we build something like that that would be excellent that would be a very fantastic incentive for me at least to want to play the raid over and over Right. Realistically, I I don't know if we get something like that, like something the stuff w- that we want, because mm-hmm. that would be a, a pretty big retooling of how the gear system works. Yeah. Um, so, and, like maybe some elements we get of mm-hmm. that. And to their credit, it sounds like they are working on a massive overhaul, and that's why they're saying, "Hey, it's going to take a while." Yeah. Um, also, uh, sort of related, they meant they, they threw this in there when they were talking about a gear rework, the idea of being able to swap out different heroics, which is something that we thought we'd be able to do pre-launch, right? Of like, um, Iron Man's Unibeam would be able to be swapped out with a different one at some point. Um, they are still considering that alongside uh, what the new gear rework system would be, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but... I have a question for you, Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of this. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully this isn't too big. But do you think if Cyberpunk came out before this game, that this game released last year? Because like I'm starting to think, cyber like I feel like Cyberpunk is a huge shift for the industry where it's caused like a a reflection to be like whoa we can't release games like this anymore Mm -hmm. and the state of the release of this game was like dramatically different than cyberpunk like the comparison is is very far but it's it's clear that this game was a year off at least from being like complete so like i'm starting to think that if cyberpunk came out before this game maybe this was delayed to 2021 I can definitely see that line of thought. Um, I, I think it's a matter of who made the call, if it was a Square thing, if it was a Marvel thing, but I could definitely see a world where the game get, got pushed again. Um, but I, I do think it, there's a, it's a slight... Like you're mentioning, it's a different beast, but also the idea that this game came towards the end of a full... Well, actually, like after a full year drought of MCU content, you know, mm-hmm. and how big that is, I I do think that there's a world where the game maybe it would have shipped in like December or something, but I do think uh, there is a world where it could have been pushed to 2021. For right, sure. and I I don't I only ask that because of the recency of of Cyberpunk and just the the continual news that we just keep hearing about it, but also like everything we just talked about is stuff that you would almost expect to be in the game, um, you know, as it is right now, or maybe, like, close to launch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, it, it's a little sad, because I feel like if this game came out a year um, after it was actually released, it would have been in such a good state, I feel, or such a better state, I'll say. Yeah, well, let me tell you, I can't wait for the one-year anniversary of this game after the history of I have seen with, like, Destiny 1. Like, oh, baby. <laughs> Yeah, like totally. 2015 destiny that was taking king that was some that was some good eating you know mm-hmm. so like, mm-hmm. i'm very hopeful about september 21 
Um, but lastly, the one other thing I want to shout out from that stream that seemed interesting was they reiterated the idea that new villains can drop regardless of anything. So, like, they could drop a new villain next week and we wouldn't have the cloning lab or Hawkeye for another three or four. Like, they made it a point to say, hey, villains can drop whenever. Cool. Um, I think they should just take that approach for pretty much everything, except for the big stuff like characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, any addition to multiplayer, just drop it. It it really doesn't have to be around anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure they are much smarter about that than I am. So, Yeah, and plus we did see with the Tachyon Rifts, it's like that piece of content was ready and they dropped it when it was ready. So I, I assume totally. if there was a piece of content, they would drop it when it was ready. Uh, I don't know if... Like, the, all we can look to for an, an example of that is Tachyon Rifts, which was a very small twist on what the game already offered. I don't know if the response to that or just the, the development pipeline is going to influence what drops when. Like, if they have a, I don't know, another mode that is similar to that, uh, I don't know if they drop that randomly, if they'd want to include that with a big patch or what, but... um. That actually reminded me also, um, somebody in the chat asked about a horde mode, which is something you and I have discussed a lot on the show. And they, again, mentioned that it's something they're looking into, and there's potentially a mechanic like that in a future piece of content. So um, that's pretty interesting. I would like to see that popped out into just something you can queue up into. Yeah, horde, horde mode with your friends is, I think a really great piece of multiplayer content and i think that's a great idea so yeah and um, like that'd be cool honestly i'll i'll meet in the middle we don't even need to have a battle of new york raid honestly okay <laughs> do your wakanda thing just horde mode on long island like or manhattan anything like <laughs> please because <laughs> uh, like imagine that like endless waves survival of like a Cree invasion flying sure. through new york city like that that just makes sense uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. That'd be so, that'd be very fun. Um, so this was a welcome week, I think, in terms of stuff to discuss. Even if there is no focus or concentration on dates, hearing what they prioritized, what they actually discussed, I think, is a good insight into what we can expect looking forward. Um, unfortunately, though, there was no. Uh, stream with the dev or play with the devs stream this week as of today recording um maybe unrelated somebody on reddit doxed a developer at crystal dynamics for some reason yeah i mean terrible this that's it's just like such a violent invasion of someone's right to privacy um over vi- like gamers are the worst <laughs> like we just hear so- just so many pieces of like toxic fandom where a game comes out and it doesn't meet their expectations and they just like feel some sort of necessity to do something just completely terrible and mm-hmm. illegal um, yeah. so yeah th- that's awful and um i hope that particular dev is is doing well despite that yeah like I feel like this entire game has had an uphill battle. Like some things have been justified of like, Hey, why is this not working out this way? But like, yeah, you mentioned it's like, it's a game, you know, (laughs) like don't, don't do it. Like, don't even like 
if you don't have a good constructive piece of criticism to give towards Crystal or Square, then be silent about it or think of how to do that constructively. They've given you several opportunities on how to do that. Like, you and I, even before recording today, we filled out a survey um, uh, for feedback, and this is the second survey they've released to their player base. Like, and they also, they look on the subreddit. They're pretty active there still. Like, there are avenues to talk to them in a humane, professional way. Uh, if anybody thinks doxing is the way to go about doing anything, fuck off. Like, um, like yeah. I, I, it makes me mad. It makes me very yeah, mad. It's like, we've, we, I think we've been very um, optimistic about the game, and we've also been very critical at points, but like, Jesus, there's, there's a fine line of being critical and being like an absolute piece of shit. Um, yeah. So don't be a piece of shit. That's mm-hmm. my advice. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, we'll see if the the devs stream returns next week. Um, I wasn't in chat as it was being streamed, so I don't know how toxic or problematic or anything, like if they were haggling or hassling them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see if it comes back next week. I don't know if these things are related. I'd assume they are, but yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. With that, uh, I wanted to give a little update because last episode I mentioned that one of my friends got the game and later that night as of recording and a lot of last weekend, I played a good amount of Avengers with my friend I played with at launch and my new my friend who just got the game. Excellent. Um, it was It was a welcome. I've hopped back in as kate you know just to continue that gear grind she's around like 110 right now i think Ooh. um so we're getting up there but yeah just getting back in it and i really i had like a four or five hour session i think on sunday so it was a, a good chunk of time back with the game again and jack it's a fun game it's a really fun game to play it and is. like to fight things and to like see these characters, the Avengers working together, uh, trying to pull off cool combos. Like it's a very fun game to play. And it just like reinforces the point that the biggest issue is just the objectives and the lack of incentive to do anything. Like I made my own fun in those four or five hours with my friend, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point. I think I think imagination and determination. Um, it, you really have to have that to enjoy this game, <laughs> in a way, as it, as it is right now. Um, I'm curious to think what your your friend who just got it thought of it. Um, so they've been having a good time with it. Uh, they played a little bit of the beta, and they I, they've actually had it for a couple weeks, but they just haven't had a chance to play it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they've their main is Kamala, because. Nice. They like the powers because it reminds them of the main character of One Piece. <laughs> so that's oh, very fun. cool. Um, but yeah, we did a you know a few harm room challenges, get them leveled up a little bit. We did a, I don't know if we did a vault, but we did a couple like uh, oh we did the um, the Manhattan, the New York City map where you like go rescue the the Inhumans. We did that, nice. um, and I think the one in Jersey City just to like help them get some gear to boost up and it was fun like helping them through gave me an incentive you know to like sherpa them um and from their perspective like as far as i know they're having a good time like they like the powers they think it's fun to play and we were having a good chat you know just 
catching up about stuff the way that you do sometimes with your friends in random games but yeah it was a good experience definitely like like what you're saying like there's there's a base to this game of like fun combat and banter between the characters right like that Mm -hmm. that's just always present and i think it's what makes this game a good to great game but Mm -hmm. yeah it, it is the content right now but in in a way like that con the content that's in the game right now is new to them and through them that's it's sort of new to you in a way because you can sort of experience that with your with your friend so that's exciting um that's a very wholesome story glad to hear plus it's been nice too because um i haven't um maxed out all my characters like with the exception of kamala and hulk everybody's level 50 uh, but the power level range is wide. Like, mm. I think um, my Iron Man... Actually, no, Iron Man isn't level 50 either. He's 25. Um, but for the missions where we were doing patrols, I was playing as Kate to just get better gear. Uh, but doing the harm rooms, I was like, oh, I'll just hop in as, like, Iron Man or Hulk and level up that way for them. So it's it's... Again, incenting me to incentivizing me to play more with uh, characters that I don't typically use, which I like. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is. There's good things here, man. Like it reminded me, it was a really good experience and <laughs> reignited what I really liked about the game. I think. Totally. Hopefully, there's uh, some new stuff soon. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to add for your experience with the game lately? Um, I, re- like after I did the challenge card for Kate, I just like have no real reason to play the game so i just i just haven't been playing it gotcha gotcha well um with that i want to bring up a topic for stark realities um so it is the third week of january we've we've had our discussion so far about the state of the game and where the devs are focusing their attention how are you feeling about new content right now in regards to when we're going to get it, when should we not like lean into the doom aspect of it of like, Oh, is this game ruined? Is it, is it, they're going to just ship what they promised and then it's over. Like what, where are you at right now in terms of the constant waiting and the seeing what's going to happen and anything seemingly could happen anytime. Like how, how are you sitting with that? So the game right now is not in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually get upset when people describe the state of a game as being dead, um, especially in regards to Apex. I get very defensive about that game because it's clearly <laughs> mm-hmm. like people say that all the time. Like, dude, no, look at look at any Apex Legends YouTube video with millions of views. And EA said it's a billion dollar franchise regardless. Um, <laughs> I think if someone said that to me about Avengers, that it was a dead game, I probably wouldn't be as offended as I would be about Apex because... Right now, it's kind of fair to say that because it, it the drips and drabs of content are very few and far between, right? Like, we've really only gotten Kate as a significant piece of content, and that was, like, two months after launch. So, yeah, I feel like there has to be something within the next two months. Like, there has to be something of consequence in the next two months. Or else this game is, I think, is probably doomed. Um, Because this is supposed to be an ongoing game, right? And 
so far we really haven't gotten anything that significant aside from Kate, but that really didn't push anything past like two weeks or so of of playtime. Mm-hmm. So, um, you have a question here: Are heroes enough? I don't really think so. I think <laughs> like we've been saying for weeks, we really need multiplayer content. Like we need an incentive to actually get into this game um, that'll like hold our attention and we just haven't gotten that so it everything is very urgent (laughs) and like of course release the stuff that you need to release when it's ready but like i hope that's soon (laughs) i really do yeah i agree because like what i've been noticing and i'm sure you felt this even longer because you maxed out the roster pretty quickly um heroes are good and i from how much i love the campaign of this game and the way the characters exist the way they banter with each other i really really love their take on the marvel universe i i loved that with kate as well and i loved her story and her performance all of that's great that's one of my favorite things about this game but like i'm leveling kate up right now right i want to get her to level cap because (laughs) I just want to have her ready on the random day that the the cloning lab drops, right? Like, yeah. it's it's tough because like Thor, I already got there because Thor is my main. I was like, I'm playing the game so much. I put like 110 hours or probably 100 hours in as Thor, and everything else has been Kate so far. Mm. And like, there's there's no reason to get your characters fully maxed if there's nothing to do with them, you know? Yeah. So, like, I feel like an easy solution to that might be to just give a level cap increase. But if we want to compare that to a Destiny or something, that really only comes with a major expansion. Um, And I I, I feel like it would only be a matter of time before we get into the same scenario where we were before a level cap increase. But, yeah, it's... Like, I know characters are probably priority... And they are exciting. Like, if you draw Black Panther, I'd be super hyped to do that. And I would continue to not touch Thor for a little while. You know, like, it's it's a weird balance. Um, I'm sure that the way the game launched and having to deal with just performance and stability for the first, like, eight weeks wasn't what they wanted to be focusing on. Um so obviously that's thrown a wrench in the plans that there was like the wildfires and COVID as well. So yeah, like it is tricky. I, I, I would hope that stuff like the cloning lab is the priority and the characters, while I'm sure there is a schedule that they are supposed to be hitting. I, I, I'm, I'm only so excited about a character. It is hype. It's a good in the moment thing, but after a, a month with them, it's like, so what can I do with them now? You know, that's the big yeah. thing. And and characters are, in a way, sort of risky because you could release a character and only a certain amount of people would actually like them enough to like be their main, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'll go back to Apex like I always do because I'm a shill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, a- with every season, Apex generally introduces a new character. And most of the time... Well, I wouldn't even say most of the time. Depending on the character... They're either, oh, I'll mess around with them a little bit, or, eh, I don't really, I don't feel enough. Like, recently they re- they um, released Horizon mm-hmm. for Apex, and I was like, I'm not really feeling Horizon, I'm probably not going to play her that much. 
but Crypto was the season three character that they released, and I was like, oh man, he's one of my mains. Um, so in a way, that's risky enough where like someone could be playing a new character. Say like Clint comes out, and there's a lot with Clint being tied to uh, Kate, of course, but even beyond that, you could have someone play that character and be like, eh, I don't, I'm not really feeling it. This, this hasn't really drawn me back. Uh, I think they should be releasing characters with further content, like with multiplayer content, mm-hmm. to actually like balance that out. So like if someone doesn't like a character, how they play, they still have that multiplayer content um, to use their other characters with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope, I hope the release schedule looks something like that, where it's like a character, you know, one particular week and then like a week or two later or even during that release there's multiplayer content i think that's a sustainable way to release content going forward yeah i I would hope that is the norm right like obviously that is not what happened with kate i assume that clint is going to be very similar to kate in terms of the offering because of the way they packaged it like oh it's a it's a double feature um i'd imagine the same thing with spider-man but from what we've heard rumblings about and leaks about Black Panther dropping alongside Wakanda as a new region and a raid with Claw and Wakanda, that's exactly what you're talking about. And that's what I want very badly out of these character drops, you know? Um, so I would hope that if not every character, then at least a couple a year come with something like you're asking. Like... Let's say, for just the conversation, Clint drops in February, um, Spider-Man sometime in March, because I think that was the leak date, it's only on PlayStation, so it's kind of irrelevant to this discussion, Mm -hmm. and let's say Black Panther hits, like, April or May, and alongside Black Panther, we get the Wakanda region, a Wakanda raid, a raid-exclusive gear set to incentivize playing it over and over again. And then maybe we get a hero or two in the summer that are on the level of Kate or Clint. And then at the end of year one, next September, we get Carol Danvers with another raid to like do the big conclusion with the AIM stuff with Monica. And it's in tandem with content and a character the way Black Panther presumably is going to be. I think that would also be okay. Yeah, honestly, that sounds like the perfect scenario. And I would say perfect being you could swap the word realistic um but i think we've seen with this game anytime we set sort of expectations for it (laughs) we are almost always like the game never meets those expectations even if they are to us realistic they might not be realistic to what the devs are actually doing um you have a question here on the dock uh where you're asking, like, when we can start to worry about the game's future. I think to an extent, we're pro- you and I are probably already there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe lesser, to a lesser extent than most people are. Because I think we're, we we give the game the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I think if we, we get to a point where it's, like, May or June, and nothing substantial has come out that has revitalized the game, then... I think it's I think it's at like a very I think it's in the red zone at that point where they yeah. might just they might just be like all right we there's nothing we can do for this game to to stick some adrenaline in the game to like really get it going again and we might just have to drop it 
because I I think that's I think that's a possibility of this game because it's not the money maker that Square wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And by the end of year one, if Square is just like our, we we couldn't make Avengers, we couldn't like meet the vision that we wanted for Avengers. So like, there's no point in continuing it. I I think that's a very strong possibility, which is really sad. Yeah, I I think that's a fair thing to think of you know like i think if that black panther and wakanda raid is not out in the first half of this year and in addition to that some semblance of a roadmap then i do think it is like i feel like it's a bit hyperbolic to do the anthem comparisons to the extent i've seen them right now because like yeah anthem literally had nothing you know, it still has nothing. This game, while not major, did have a character added. You know, we got a, a new mode. We have very tangible things of what is about to hit next. You know, there's the cloning lab. There's the uh, the fight with the super adaptoid. Um, yeah. And, like, a couple other things. So, I don't think it's doom and gloom yet, but... Come May, if there's still no official thing for Black Panther, if it's not out, you know, then I do think it, it. I'll be a little more worried and in line with the thought process I've seen where it's like, oh, dead game, you know. Um, yeah. And at that point, I, I would question if they just like, hey, you know what? We're just going to make an Avengers 2, Battlefront 2 scenario, like yep. just... We gave it our shot this time. We learned a lot of lessons. And then in 2024 or 25, it's like, here's Avengers 2 with a lot more content. Um, Next gen only. Like, I could see a world where that's what we end up getting. Uh, We won't know, but I'm not not saying the sky's falling just yet, you know? No. Dude, I I have faith. I I do. do. Because, like, I feel like the devs are really reaching out in ways like you mentioned the survey and the weekly um sort of like dev streams that they do where they're clearly working on the game it's not like they're sitting around doing nothing yeah um and like we we mentioned it earlier but they're in a really bad spot right now like Mm -hmm. there's no one is saying that this game's in a good spot right now because it's clearly not um they're you know they're behind right now and they they really need to push this stuff out to get this game going again and it's not like they're not gonna do that they're i think they're just waiting until stuff is ready but yeah we're we're getting close to the point of no return i think mm-hmm. so but i i i don't see it getting to that but i don't think that's out of the realm of possibility mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's worth mentioning too we're still in a pandemic, like, still. Totally. So I'll amend, like, if Black Panther doesn't... Like, if we don't see something about the Wakanda stuff from Black Panther in the first half, then I'll be more worried. You know, like, it doesn't have to drop this soon because I know we don't know when people are going to get back to work and all that um, Yeah. in offices. And even in the dev stream, they mentioned that uh, the communications team, like the PR, is the last, like, lowest priority of people to get back into the office. So... Mm-hmm. I know that's a big thing. Again, the subreddit is very existential recently. Um, 
a lot of calls for just like, hey, just communicate with us. But like, you know, it, it to some extent, hands are tied. You know, there's a lot of stuff with this game that goes beyond just the developers. But yeah, I'm right there with you. I got faith. I hope I'm not foolish, but I have faith. Agreed. Well, uh, like I said, a lot to cover with Marvel's Avengers this week. But meanwhile, in the MCU, WandaVision, episode three, dropped today. It sure did. Now, I want to say this first. I desperately, I know I was talking up my morning earlier, but man, like just fix, don't drop it at 3 a.m. East Coast, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. What I do is... I did this for the Mandalorian, and I like it. I honestly like having to do this in a way. Um, I wake up at 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I do not look at my phone. I put on, like, a little thing of coffee on my Keurig. Uh, maybe I'm listening to the Daily for, like, five minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I uh, run over to my TV, turn it on, put my headphones on, because I want to have that, that studio experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just watch for 30 minutes, and it's great. Yeah, it it is welcome, you know. Sometimes I sleep in and I'm like, oh, I got a show to prep, and I'm like, or for at least with Mandalorian, I was like, ah, oh, I gotta punch Manda to tonight and try to avoid it. But yeah, I it, it's a nice ritual for the mornings on Fridays. But I would, I love watching anything, like literally anything when it's dark outside, and I don't want to wake yes. up at three a.m. That's a good point. That's so. a really good point. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see if that that changes in the future, but um. We before we get into spoilers, Jack. Uh, yeah. Initial thoughts this week on Wandavision because last week we both were positive on the show. You seemed like you were still looking for ways to get deeper into it. Um, this week has anything changed for you? Yes, dramatically actually. Um, okay, great. So I like what you said. I was positive last week. Uh, I think both those episodes sort of served as a setup mm-hmm. to what the show is actually trying to do a lot of it was gimmicky in a way but fun and welcome and expected when you're doing that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um but we really didn't get much of what was actually happening outside of the uh tv show sort of shtick that they're running with but uh with this episode we do and like we said we won't get into it right now um but man this show is really making me feel some Watchmen comparisons. Really? Where, like, yeah. Uh, maybe, like, not in terms of, like, overall quality. I'm saying, like, week by week, there's a mystery mm-hmm. that they're clearly setting up. And you get drips and drabs as it goes. And by the end of it, it's like you're exposed to this whole wide-ranging thing uh, that they've done. And, yeah, I'm getting the exact same vibes where there there's something happening and you get like a little bit every time, every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the tone just like decreases every week, where it's like, what is happening? And and that is especially prominent with this episode. And I really, really enjoyed this episode. How about you, Christian? Yeah, um, clear. Like last week, I was I loved it. I was really into the atmosphere they set up and that mystery that you mentioned. Um, it, it automatically skyrocketed for me. Like it is, I really think one of my favorite things, at least conceptually, that Marvel Studios has done. And this week is just building on that. I think um, it 
it really it nailed a really good tone this week that I think, again, is just diving deeper into the stuff that was unsettling for the first two episodes, uh, and even more this time. But, I yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a really solid one. It's really building off of what was set up already pretty well. And more than anything, it, it really makes me want Marvel to do a true horror thing because the way they're teasing this mystery and, like... like it's unsettling, but in a way that, like, it's, like, oh, there was, weren't there, like, when we were in middle school, there were some YouTube things that were, like, puppets that were, like, very, very dark, but, like, you, it's weird because they're puppets, so it doesn't seem like it's gonna be dark. Oh, dude, are you talking about Don't don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? I think so. Oh, or it's, like, green is not a creative color? Sure. Oh, I hated that. I know like, exactly what you're talking about. I don't like that. Like, I never was a fan of that. But, like, I think tr- taking that and planting it into the Marvel Universe, I love the idea of that. Like, Twin Peaks vibes. Um, yes. David Lynch in general. Like, they're, yeah. I don't want to, like, go too far. But I do think that the thing they are doing here is v- incredibly unique to this universe. And it's touching on things in ways that I never expected Marvel to do, I think. Yeah. So, I think those comparisons are very good. Um, for me, at least right now, I think it's too early for me to say, like, this is, like, one of my favorite things that Marvel has done, but I can totally see myself, like, seven weeks from now being on board with that, mm-hmm. um, because I, <laughs> I was thinking this, I, I've watched this episode twice, um, already, and I really applaud Marvel's commitment to this experiment, because this yeah. is an experiment, where I was mm-hmm. thinking of anything that the mcu has done has been the the most common complaint of mcu haters is that everything's the same in the mcu which to an extent i can see um tonally especially with like guardians and like thor ragnarok there are some branching narratives and ways that they treat the stories that they're telling but largely the mcu does have similar tone and i get that um you cannot say that about this show and Mm -hmm. Of course, we've been saying it. Phase four is going to be the weirdest phase. Um, I am very excited about that, especially after this uh, this week's episode. Um, and yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I do want like the horror comparison uh, you made. I really do want the MCU to just go out there and like mm-hmm. risk it all because they're doing that with the show, and so far it's proved uh, very interesting. And um, even more so than last week, I am really on board now where... I'm going to be waking up next Friday, like, ready to go. Yeah. And just to add on to that, too, like, I I think specifically the way it's taking these two characters, which I have always loved Wanda and Vision. They're two yeah. of my favorites, and I've been waiting for them to really get a spotlight. And, again, like, our biggest praise last week, I think, was the performance of uh, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, like, being able to flex with these characters and it's just so great to watch. And I really, really hope that uh, Vision makes it out of this alive. Because, man, I forgot how much I loved Vision. <laughs> like, I missed him in Endgame. I really love Vision. Yeah, Vision, Vision's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. So, uh, why don't we dip into spoilers then? So, uh, if you haven't seen the episode, come back for this discussion. But uh, WandaVision Episode 3... Um, I, I noticed that the first two episodes have titles now. Yeah. Um, are, 
Oh, yes. I did notice that on Disney+. Plus. It's yeah. not just episode one, episode two. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good call. Yeah, because Mandalorian did the same thing. Um, it was like chapter one, and then things yep. would like change in time. But yeah, so episode one is called Filmed in Front of a Live Studio Audience, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, episode two was Don't Turn That Dial, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And episode three is now in color. Mm-hmm. So we we are in full color. Um, even more so, I think, than the first two weeks, it's very apparent that um, the way they shot this episode does feel 70s. It, it, like, oh, my God. <laughs> in every sense. Yeah, they like, they're... Man, they, they, they nailed it, I think, especially with this episode. Like, the colors are very 70s, and that just goes to the clothes that everyone's wearing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you get it especially in the intro song to this episode, which mm-hmm. is cool that they do that every every week now. But um, the the focus on building sets for this particular episode, and when Vision goes over to talk to Herb, you can clearly tell that his house uh-huh. is like a painted set. Yes. Um, they nailed it, dude. Another thing I noticed was the the backyard that Vision was building a swing. Mm-hmm. That has to be like a very clear nod to the Brady Bunch yard because it looks exactly like it, and the staircase <laughs> as well. It's very similar. So, I'm not super familiar with the Brady Bunch, but was the the intro was that the Brady Bunch? Because I know they ended with like the hexagon panels that looked like kind of the the grid. Yeah, that's a good call. Very similar. Um, I mentioned last week the the shapes that they're all yes uh, they're all in that's continuing this week and i i really think that's doubling down to the idea of those characters being trapped mm-hmm. inside of some sort of constructed reality um which now, we don't know exactly the extent of that but right i i do think that by the end of this we will see that as because that's continuing every episode that they're being trapped some way or another yeah so i have a question for you now mm-hmm. We'll, we'll draw it back to the main focus of what this podcast is, and that's Marvel's Avengers. Now, there's a lot of hexagons in Marvel's Avengers, Jack, because of AIM. Yep. I know we have an MCU AIM already, and it's very different from comic AIM and game AIM. But is there a, like, there was even a beekeeper last week. Like, is there a world where, like, AIM is sort of retooled and involved in this somehow? I know we see the sword logo everywhere, but, like, I feel like that imagery is just tied to AIM. Um, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I, I think it is, um, I think it's very sword focused. Mm-hmm. Of course. I actually think the shape is a pentagon. I really could be wrong. <laughs> um, well, a pentagon is, is like close. pointed up top, right? Yeah. I think that's what it is though. Isn't it? I, th- I can double check, but I could have sworn that the, the intro for WandaVision this week had hexagons. Oh. I think you're right. I actually... Because Hexagon is six-sided, right? Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. I'm wrong. My apologies. Yeah, because of Honeycomb. That, yes. That's, yes. that's where my my mind went. And then we had the Beekeeper last week. So, like, I don't know. Yep. That's a good call. That is a good call. But mm-hmm. now I, I I don't think AIM is involved. Well, we haven't seen that yet. But yeah. if you're right, dude, you are right. And you've you've called things before, so... <laughs> We'll see what happens. I'll give you the um, credit. But going back to what you mentioned about uh, being trapped, this week we did get a lot of that because uh, I, the doctor at the end of the episode mm-hmm. is saying like, oh, you can't escape a small town, you know? And then um, 
there was also I think Monica or uh, I forget what what's her Geraldine. name Geraldine I Geraldine. think she mentioned something about being trapped right um yeah dude if you want to talk about being trapped you want me to read the commercial oh please so the narrator of the commercial um which I love I love how they they do that every week um, yeah me too so. And you, you, like we were saying last week, uh, there was a bunch of articles um, talking about Wanda's trauma and how the commercials essentially relate to her past trauma and how she's sort of uh, contemplating that in whatever this reality is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the main character of the commercial is a woman who is just like experiencing a lot of home related issues and uh, the narrator is like, you want to like have an escape from this? And she's like, boy, do I? And then the narrator reads escape to a world all your own where your problems float away. Uh, when you want to get away, but you don't want to go anywhere. Hydra soak, find the goddess within. So yeah, essentially like this idea of escapism and not having to physically go anywhere, but being uh, whisked away into this sort of escape from as it turns out reality so yeah Mm -hmm. they're really doubling down on that this week yeah i that's that's interesting i didn't fully pick up on it i thought it was just like a hydra nod but um now that you're saying that too uh the cares floating away Mm. uh i forget if this is after the commercial break but like vision literally floats yep is that is that something yeah totally um i thought of that as well like (laughs) Her her problems as it is after Endgame is Vision being dead, <laughs> yeah. right? That's like her main yeah. So that's a really good that's a really good call. Um yeah, but I, I'm I'm with you. I really love how they're doing the uh, continued commercial breaks. One thing I noticed this episode that I was kind of waiting on was um, Agnes. I was kind of mm. surprised she didn't have a role to play in this one very much. Um, I, like I thought she was going to show up to help deliver the the twins, but um clearly she was busy doing something else she was like whispering some things to herb towards the end of the episode and uh yeah she seemed like the past two episodes she seemed to have like what you said like more of a role to play Mm -hmm. and like sort of more agency um she seems very helpless in this episode like she looks to herb the neighbor and is like petrified yeah i wonder if because my read on it was like some like things were going wrong and she was trying to do damage control that's how i read it yeah like hey she like you're thinking like she looked at her and be like hey don't say anything because yeah clearly like, vision twice in this episode has come to a realization yeah so like i'm wondering if she has something some hand in what's going on because like people have thrown around like mephisto and uh yeah. um, they think the she's Grim like Agatha River. harkness yeah and in the comics, as far as I know, she's Agatha Harkness is like Wanda's mentor. But like, I wonder if Agnes has like an antagonistic thing going on. Like, if she's sort of perpetuating this reality and like trying to keep it locked down the way it is. Yeah, that's that's sort of where my my line of thinking was last week with my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I do think that I th- I feel like she is starting to lose control. Like, I feel like Wanda it. It, like, my theory was basically, like, Wanda signed a deal with the devil, which is Mephisto, mm-hmm. to, like, hey, you can get Vision back, back, but, like, I don't know. I want to use your power or something like that. Um, I feel like Wanda 
is becoming more and more in control of this constructed reality, and that is causing more issues. Um, so it seems like Agnes may be taking a, a back seat more now. Okay, I can uh, see that. Yeah. Speaking of Herb, though, that uh, that first interaction. Yes. That was like exactly what I was talking about at the in the spoiler free part of like, oh, yeah, these like David Lynch vibes. And like there was the laugh track going on and he was just like staring out. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Um, clearly, like that is an indication of this, but just like anything else in this episode, like this reality is starting to break down. Like there there are some issues at play that like things are getting out of control. It seems. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you mentioned Vision comes to a realization two times. Um, the first one be, or I feel like it's like a constant one almost because he definitely has some looks when he's talking to the doctor, yeah, and uh, Herb, and then when he goes in and talks to Wanda, and then we get like a little glitch in the tape, you know, and then it uh goes back. Dude, I I rewounded that part. Um, mm-hmm. where like I knew obviously that's what was happening, but. It they they edited it in such a way where it looked like Disney Plus like skipped a little yeah, bit, uh-huh. and I was like, I rewound it, and then of course it happened again. I was like, that was perfect because mm-hmm. it looked very genuine. Yeah, because it's I, I actually did some. Is that when Vision came in the front door looking like Vision, and then he said something, right? And then that happened. Yeah, that was after Herb, I think, with okay. um, song the the wall. Because I've rewound it too, but it wasn't like a, to catch something. It was like I noticed they did the glitch, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually like super important. I should like rewind and see the context for this." Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I rewound again to like make sure of this. I think this is the second time. First, last week I said it was Wanda, but I really think that when he's talking to Wanda and he's like, "Something's going on here. Something's at play." I swear to God, he looks into the camera. Mm. I'm going to have to go back because that, that's the second time you've mentioned that. And I didn't yeah, like, up on that. The first time it was harder to see because it was like the long shot and it was Wanda at the far end of the table and it looked like she looked at the camera. But this was very much like a, I think Vision is like looking into this camera of not like our view of the world, but like the in-universe camera, you know, because yeah. it's a TV show. Um which I thought was very, very cool. And uh, I hope that's what's going on there. Um, I want to ask you about this, because something I noticed, particularly this episode, um, was this idea of, like... And I guess this has gone throughout the, the entirety of the, the three episodes, of Wanda sort of, if she is creating this reality, her sort of quest for perfection, which mm-hmm. is, in a way, like, sort of, like, idealized life right of course like that's how tv shows generally in like the later half of um the 20th century have just like sort of shown american life as this sort of like beautiful like everything wraps up in a bow by the end of the episode right Mm -hmm. um and that's something she sort of hasn't had in her life which maybe she did at a younger life but that was obviously stripped away uh from hydra um and that idea of perfection, I think, is interesting when you compare it to Tom King's uh, run of Vision, mm-hmm. where that whole um, run was Vision and his family's quest for normalcy, um, which, like, they essentially, like, they 
try to be this like normal American family. And by the end of the first issue, they're already there because they already have so many issues, though they're different. They still have like the same normal um, sort of issues that plague American families. But uh, with Wanda sort of trying to create this perfect realization for her life, like there are some issues. Um, I, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Yeah, and this this week there's two direct issues that she corrects. The first being the vision thing where he's questioning the reality. And the second is Geraldine, which I, that was like, I think that might have been the more unsettling thing because yeah, the way she was like, like I got some antagonistic vibes from Wanda that I'm curious if we build up further in the future like yeah because yeah sorry go for it because i like i know some people have been speculating of like oh is wanda going to become a villain now or something which Mm. i don't know how i'd feel about that because i really love her but like you would assume that geraldine and the fact that she has the sword thing and sword in general because of the ties to fury is like a net good for the world right Mm -hmm. and she was given her like death eyes and then we, we cut back to vision and herb. And then when he comes back in, she's gone and we see that she gets like yeeted into re- the real world through that right. weird dimension portal. But yeah, that scene was something. Yeah. Because oh, it was, you're right. It's very unsettling because especially with the music we got, like it's pretty much the first time we heard, mcu style music or music that wasn't in line with the sort of 70s mm-hmm. um music i think maybe we got it with the beekeeper last time but it was so prevalent with that scene uh where wanda essentially breaks from her 70s uh persona where she's like i was a twin uh talking about pietro and right starts singing in sokovian um and then i think that sort of breaks geraldine's uh persona as well where she's like which is much more blatant, I think, where she's like, "You, uh, he, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he?" And mm-hmm. that just sets Wanda off. Um, yeah, so it seems like she is a sword operative at of some sort, mm-hmm. which, and it, it, yeah, go for it. I was gonna say, which makes sense because, like, mm-hmm. not to like spoil anything, but like, there's a casting sheet of like who she actually is that like would right. make sense if she's for sword. But continue. Yeah. Um, so it in Wanda is the one who throws her out. Um, yes. So it seems that Wanda has some semblance of control, if not total, at least some. Um, and she realizes that she, that um, Geraldine is a uh, is an outsider to this and like tosses her out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see to see that going forward. Something else I noticed. This is really small and nitpicky. The entire episode, um, Vision is wearing uh, a, a, a sport coat with like a sweater and a shirt and tie underneath. Mm-hmm. This is super nitpicky. Uh, one part of the shirt collar is tucked in and the other part is tucked out. And every scene mm-hmm. he shows up with that attire, that remains as so. Like, you know, like both aren't tucked in or both aren't tucked out. It's that like one tucked in, one tucked out. And it seems like to me, at least, I read that as, of course, me, like, really reading into it because the show invites you to do that. Yeah. Uh, but 
me reading into that being like this like this isn't perfect clearly Um, yeah and like something is askew even Mm -hmm. like in the most tiny minute way something is wrong here and that was that was sort of how i read that jack i was just gonna say what if it's intentional because it is (laughs) like like i wonder this is reading super deep into it but i wonder if this is like a some weird thing of maybe hinting towards vision coming back in a different way because like Mm. what if there was the whole thing of and we've touched on it in the first two episodes of like the synthesoid stuff he's basically a machine wanda's like let like see your son in your true self like and he turns into vision robot that we know but like with the hindsight of the last episode and like him getting drunk basically and all that stuff like what if he's losing that grasp on the computer part of him you know and like mm-hmm. the the malfunction with the the collar is on a very 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 subtle minute level trying to go into the whole like oh he's becoming more human now he's like he's becoming personified and like existing beyond the infinity stone which is like what was theorized by banner in infinity war right i don't know um like you and I both took film classes. Um, as <laughs> Can I you think tell? We heard, <laughs> I think we heard in probably every film class that like anything that happens in a film generally is on purpose. Um, so I think that was a purposeful inclusion. Uh, so I get. I, I think that was just sort of a nod to yeah, this something something's wrong here, and um, yeah, it it could be something to that line too, where Vision is becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, more human so yeah that's that's a good point yeah on the uh the surface like sitcom level though i did like the gimmick this week of the whole like uh abridged pregnancy and uh vision freaking out panicking and everything i thought like that was all really wholesome and everything and yeah uh, the humor this week was especially good i think yeah I, I think they both did a great job and i really liked um it was like very not introspective, but, like, for Elizabeth Olsen, like, she had to carry a lot of it by herself because, like, Vision was out for Mm -hmm. a good chunk. But, yeah, all this, like, the character-building stuff this week I really, really like, too, so. Totally. Um, Going along that with with, the character relations, I think with the previous two episodes, they showed Wanda and Vision as a team Mm -hmm. um, that were keeping a secret away, and it was... The secret was their powers from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, I feel like there is a barrier between them now that wasn't there beforehand. Because uh, this is the first time where you mentioned uh, Wanda like essentially edits Vision in a way, where mm-hmm. like he comes to her saying that he has a realization of like, hey, something's not right here, right. and like the the look on Wanda's face is like terror because she's realizing seemingly that like. I don't know. It it seems like they're not in it together right now. Like I thought maybe Vision was in on it on whatever this happens to be like maybe Wanda was like hey, you're you're a resurrected corpse of your past self. Mm-hmm. Um it seems like he's pretty oblivious to that, uh which is kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, like I I'm, I'm with you, but at the same time I'm kind of with Wanda. Like, I just want more vision. I want more vision in the MCU. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I was so... I don't know why I was, because I've said it before, like, the relationship aspects of the MCU 
except for Peggy and Steve, usually like don't do it for me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, MJ and Peter, I do like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But Vision and Wanda, man, like in Infinity War, really did it for me. Like mm-hmm. to a point where I was like sobbing uh, at the Vision and Wanda scene at the very end of that movie. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I I really want them to continue, and I'm I'm glad this series is shining a spotlight on them. Absolutely, and hopefully my uh, did I tell you that I have like a giant uh, from Age of Ultron? I have a giant Vision cardboard cutout that I bought at Boston Comic Con. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. I will send a, a picture to you after, and I'll nice. throw it in the episode. But I I hope I have a reason to look at that proudly now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I know there was a lot of, like, small things this episode. So is there anything unsaid that you want to touch on in terms of uh, building that mystery or surface-level stuff for the sitcom aspect or anything uh, before we wrap up? We never even discussed the kids, Tommy oh, and Billy. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there's so much going on in this episode where, like, of course the whole episode is about them, but y- your mind is focused elsewhere, <laughs> like, reading mm-hmm. into everything. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the end, when they're in the crib and she's singing, mm-hmm. the one on the right, did it look like the the like forehead of the kid had like the vision widow's peak with a, a diamond or something in it? Oh, like the hair? No, like it looked like a like raised skin. It looked oh. like they had like a similar peak the way vision does with uh, a circle for representing the infinity stone or something like it looked it could have just been like the makeup on the ba- did, did babies in hollywood wear makeup i don't know whatever it, <laughs> like, it, it, it looked off to me it looked a little too specific and too similar to vision to be a coincidence mm, you might be onto something i didn't catch that okay. i'll have to go back and watch it okay but um, that could be interesting so i i know you've watched it twice and i'm assuming you've looked into more theories but i I know in the comics wanda has twin children i think with vision and i know they become something but uh any any nods that you picked up on on the internet this week Um, the the kids i try to stay away as much as possible actually from like i'll watch like a video or two Mm -hmm. um just like breaking down the episode or like listen to people like jeremy johns's reviews i listen to every week um I watch IGN's reviews, and I'll watch maybe a new Rockstars video. I don't like focusing on too much because for, like, a show like Westworld, I tuned in every week to hear people's theories, and I knew what was happening with that show, like, by week three. So that Mm kind of ruined it. But um, I do think that her kids turn out to be mutants in the comics. Is that correct? You probably know more than I do. So I I think one is called, like, Wiccan or something. Um I, I forget what they are, but there there are twins. I, I They are mutants. Um, I, I'd imagine that if we build off this in the future of the MCU, it's not maybe mutants. It could just be whatever. A miracle, they called her that, I think, because um, they yeah. can call her a mutant. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what develops of this. Are these children even real? Like, mm. I don't know. Yeah, we're at a point right now where we don't know, like, the ramifications of what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. Vision is dead for all intents and purposes, and we don't know what made him come back right now. Mm-hmm. Um, into that same breath, like these kids shouldn't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, so yeah. Okay, so I, I fact checked. 
Um, Wiccan and Speed are the name of Wanda's children for their, like, superhero personas. Okay. And I believe they're both young Avengers in the comics. Oh, okay. So, uh, curious to see if we build on that. Um, if we do, we're, we're getting another show out of this. <laughs> out of <laughs> Wiccan and Speed, rather. That'll be the yeah. next show. Or, hey, it seems like we're building towards young Avengers to be something. We got Kate, we got... Yes. Uh, Ms. Marvel, you know, like, we'll see what happens. Dude, I would love that. I would love that. That would be pretty cool. But um, Something I thought about this whole episode mm-hmm. was at the end of Endgame where Thanos looks at uh, Scarlet Witch and she was like, you took everything from me. And he's like, mm-hmm. I have no clue who you are. She's like, you yeah. will. And they're like, <laughs> destroys him. And he calls on his like whole armada to like mm-hmm. fire on everything because Scarlet Witch, Wanda was the one to, like, bring Thanos to his knees. Yeah. And Kevin Feige has said, like, Scarlet Witch is... <laughs> he said this about a bunch of characters, um, but at a certain point he has said that Scarlet Witch is, like, the most powerful character so far in the MCU. Oh, I am right there. I th- I think she's the strongest Avenger, personally. I, yeah. I, I've i felt this way for a while, and I know we haven't seen that yet, but, like, as far as untapped potential goes, it's going to be her. She's going to be the one. Exactly. Um, I think... This show, I really hope, presumably Wanda continues. I would hope so. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be really sad if she didn't. Uh, but I think this this whole show is setting up that idea of her being the most powerful Avenger. Because, like, she is manipulating time. Well, she's manipulating reality, at least, in, like, mm-hmm. dramatic ways. And, uh, like, you, you see it, like... She she wills things into existence. Like there's a mm-hmm. stork here that's probably her doing, mm-hmm. and she's trying to like shoot it out of existence. So yeah, it's I'm excited. I'm very like, excited. Is she gonna be the villain of Doctor Strange too? Is that what it is? Ooh, like, I don't yeah, because there's some involvement with her in that show or with yeah. that movie. Um, and I guess we can say the final thing of the episode. Uh, Geraldine gets thrown out into presumably earth six or whatever the mcu is it's not 616 i don't think like um, 1000 something or another yeah so like the mcu world we know uh presumably geraldine gets thrown out into there it looked like it was a it looked like the dimension rift was supposed it looked represented television static kind of like that kind of cathodes Mm -hmm. yeah um so and you were kind of right based on what we saw where there's a base set up in this area that says westview uh, yeah i think the the tagline of westview is um it is what you make it or something along i'm butchering that but it's something along the lines of like uh something is it is what you make it something like mm-hmm. that so yeah i think it still is wanda created a parallel like pocket dimension mm. based on a real thing and i think that sword or whatever is set up in this like as close as they can to the source of what she represented her reality to be based on yeah that's a good call um huge 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 shout out to my girlfriend lauren Mm -hmm. who i showed her like the first few minutes of the first episode of wandavision just Mm -hmm. she's not a big like mcu fan but she's like somewhat interested and i was like oh this is you know the the tone of what they're doing and they showed Westview and they showed a for sale sign outside their home with a phone mm-hmm. number on it. She's like, oh, that's a New Jersey uh, area code because she's originally from New Jersey. And I was like, holy shit, you just cracked the code of where we might be. Very um, interesting. 
and I've seen other people like go other people have made that connection and have pointed to the fact that Camp Lehigh is also in New Jersey um I don't know if that'll play into this but that's another because of course in uh Endgame and in the first cap and in uh Winter Soldier they go to New Jersey to Camp Lehigh uh Mm -hmm. so could be interesting but uh yeah i thought i'd make that shadow because i that was re- i did not expect that i was blown away when she said yeah that. that's that's super interesting so uh, i'm curious to see how this builds next week i wonder if we go well at the end we see the aspect ratio goes to 16 by 9 um for yeah. normal but also uh we get full screen for the in-universe sitcom world um i wonder if they continue that because that like four four by three was like standard until like the the mid two thousands. Yeah. So like I wonder if in the constructed reality of like the TV shows we get four by three, mm-hmm. and then if we get more like interstitials to what's going on outside of that, we get the full aspect ratio, or if they're at the point now where it's just like, look, like we we got the gimmick here, we're just gonna give you like the full full screen effect. Yeah, honestly, I'd be a little bummed by that because I really like that it's four by three. Um, I do too. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how it progresses because next week should be 80s, right? Yep. Big time. Do we have, do we have a guess on what what's the com it's going to be? Um hmm. Uh let's see. I would is saved by the Bell and 80s thing or is that 90s? I think that's 90s. Is like Family Matters 80s? Family Matters is like yeah, late 80s t- into the 90s. That okay. could be a thing. Interesting. Yeah, we're definitely. I, I'm with you with your speculation on the '90s. Like that has to be Full House. Absolutely. Has like, to be. I I forget if like oh. we talked about it last week, but like, is the 2000s gonna be like The Office or like Arrested Development or something? Like, what is yeah, it? Yeah, it could be. Um, oh. Dude, I feel like with the '90s, uh, in Full House, there was a dog. In Full House, mm-hmm. in in the Vision comic, there was a dog. There is a dog. Maybe we see that. Yes, so we'll see how it plays out next week. Uh, I'm curious how much they touch on with Sword and Geraldine next week if she's out, out of the universe, if we like get a cut to at some point and we see what's going on with her, if we get a full episode about her in the real world, we'll see. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm very excited to see where this show goes next. And very fittingly, I just pulled up Twitter to see if any Marvel stuff broke. I see one tweet, WandaVision episode three thoughts, all caps, how did one Robert Downey Jr. movie get us here, bro? <laughs> That's a Fair great point. call. Yeah. So, um, excited to see what episode four is about. But, Jack, until next week, where can the Agents of Excelsior find you? Sure. Um, you can find me on social media, uh, specifically on Twitter, at FascinatedJack. Um, you can also tune into my first mod on Joy Clicks, which is our Pokemon show. Christian and I are talking about Emerald this go around. Um, you can also tune into the Long Play Club, where Christian and I, uh, as well as our friends Omar and Kevin Diaz, uh, are playing through Metal Gear Solid One. What about you, Christian? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, Chun Two D Two C H U N Number Two D Number Two. Uh, this show. Is available on youtube.com slash joyclicks for the video version. Uh, it's also on audio services like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and a host of others. If you listen on a platform where you can rate your review, it would be greatly appreciated if you did because it just takes a quick second and it helps us out a ton. It helps us maintain being 
the world's number one Marvel's Avengers from Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix podcast. <laughs> We're working on that one. Yep. Um, and if you want to get involved further, we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash joyclicks. The $1 and $5 tiers will get you some rewards. $5 gets you producer credit on all of our podcasts and shoutouts on them. And uh, yeah, that wraps up another week of Avengers and WandaVision. And I hope, obviously we're going to be in for a good week with WandaVision next week, but I hope we're in it for a good week for Avengers as well. Just a little something. Yeah, just little just, something. Just, just something. Maybe like a little blog, maybe um, maybe even the, like the super adaptoid fight. Maybe something, please, you know, just something. Yeah, that'd be nice. But until then, Excelsior. Excelsior.